Every year, I ask myself this question. How can we hold on to this feeling that we get from Yom Kippur? This exalted feeling, this feeling of being cleansed, being pure. And every year, the same good feeling we have after Yom Kippur slowly fades away. This is Rabbi Shlomo Kohn with the Practical Parsha podcast. It is Motzi Yom Kippur, it's, it's the eve after Yom Kippur, and I want to wish everybody a good kvittel. I hope everyone had a meaningful and inspirational Yom Kippur. And we're back for another episode of the Parsha podcast. But how does that tie in to this feeling that we have right now that I'm speaking to you about? And I believe what we can do to hang on to this feeling a little bit more is to right away, right after Yom Kippur, which is right now, immediately get ourselves involved with another mitzvah, to do something, to to hang on to that feeling, to concretize, to take the feelings we have and put it into something. For many, it's starting to build a sukkah that people already, in order to keep themselves busy with another mitzvah, right away start building their sukkah. For me, I am happy to be doing another episode of the Practical Parsha podcast to, God willing, do another Parsha, and we are closing in on the end of the Torah. If you have any questions or comments, or you'd like to reach out, my email address, as always, is rabbishlomokon with a K at gmail.com. Additionally, if you enjoy this podcast, you might also like my other podcasts on Perkei Avos, which is the Perkei Avos podcast, or Positive Perspectives by Shlomo. The links are available in the show notes. This week's Parsha is Parshas Hazinu. Parshas Hazinu is the second to last Parsha in the Torah. And as we mentioned, it's closing in the final hours of Moshe Rabbeinu's life. And this week, the Torah portion is this song of Hazinu. It's the prophetic song of Parshas Hazinu. In this song that Moshe is teaching the Jewish people, telling the Jewish people, it foretells the fate of the Jewish nation until the end of time, until the coming of Mashiach. It talks about why God chose the Jewish people, how he bound us to this covenant to follow the Torah. It foretells how we unfortunately stray from this path and how we're punished. It speaks about the justice of God, that it's absolute. Israel is also comforted in this week's Parsha with the eventual redemption from exile. And the Parsha finishes with God's commandment to Moshe Rabbeinu to ascend Har Nevo, to see the land of Israel, and telling him that there, that's where he will pass and die. The Torah portion begins with Ha'azinu Sha'ashamayim Va'adabeira. Give ear, O heavens, and I will speak, and may the earth hear the words of my mouth. That Moshe Rabbeinu is calling upon the heaven and earth to bear witness to this covenant and prophetic song that he's about to tell the Jewish people. The commentaries ask, why is Moshe Rabbeinu calling upon heaven and earth to bear witness 
to this song, to this covenant that he's telling the Jewish nation. He could have called Aaron. He could have called Joshua. Why is it that the heaven and earth is being called to to be a witness to the oath, to the covenant that the Jewish people are about to enter? And Rashi gives a few explanations as to why Moshe Rabbeinu specifically chose heaven and earth. He says, number one, that Moshe Rabbeinu chose heaven and earth as opposed to himself because he knew he was about to die. And he wanted this oath to be binding even after his passing, that no one should be able to say at a later time that they weren't, you know, that to call into question the validity of this covenant. So therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu called heaven and earth, which are steadfast, which are always there to bear witness to the covenant that Jewish people were going to enter. A second answer, which Rashi brings down, is the fact that heaven and earth would be the guarantors, so to say, so to speak, to the oath that Moshe Rabbeinu was binding the Jewish people to. We know that when we perform the mitzvot, there's tremendous amounts of blessings that lay in store for us, and specifically physical blessing. The land shall give produce, the sky shall give rain. And if, God forbid, we don't follow the Torah and the mitzvot, then the earth is bound with the covenant between God and the Jewish people. The earth will not produce. The rain, the sky will be closed. And the reason why Moshe Rabbeinu called the heaven and the earth as witness because they're the ones, the heaven and earth would be the guarantors. Because if Jew, if the Jewish people would be meritorious, it would give the produce, it would give the rain. And if God forbid we are you know not on the right path, so then the earth will hold back its produce, its its bounty, and the heaven will the heavens will be closed. Now there's an interesting point I wanted to bring out from this Rashi. Many people, or if not most people, do believe in God. You know, there's a question of what that means. Do they believe that God just created the world and he put it on autopilot? Do they believe, you know, that God created the world and is just dealing with the big things, but the small things he doesn't sweat about? But many people, they believe that there's a God and there's spirituality, but it's separate from the physical world. You know, there's the spiritual side and there's the physical, which and one has really nothing to do with the other. And the Jewish outlook to that is that that's not the case. We believe that God created the world. He is intimately involved in each and every one of our lives and everything that happens in the world. And additionally, the spiritual world that we know, the spiritual things that we do, are interconnected in the physical world that we live in. That means if we do something good, we do a mitzvah, we learn Torah, the world that we live in, the physical world, the earth becomes a better place. The crops are better. The fruits are sweeter. The weather is nicer. And if God forbid 
We sin. We slip. We fall. The earth comes down with us as well. That just like if we become corrupted, the physical earth that we live in also becomes corrupted. The earth will not give bounty. This heaven will not give due. And it's interconnected with each other. The Mesil Shasharim, Ramosha Chaim Lutzato, brings down this idea as well in his famous work, Mesil Shasharim. And he says this concept that when we do good, we make the world a better place. And when we do bad, we, God forbid, can make the world also corrupted. And I believe in this week's Parsha from this Rashi, we very clearly see this idea that Moshe Rabbeinu calling the heaven and earth to bear witness to the covenant of the Jewish people that if they do what's correct, they will receive the blessings. And if, God forbid, they don't do what's correct, they will, it will be held back from them. That we see that our actions, our spiritual actions, our mitzvos, our Torah, the things that we do, which aren't physical, are very much connected to the physical world that we live in. And I think this is just a very important idea for us to internalize, to remember that it's not two separate things. The spiritual actions we do, aside from having effects in the spiritual worlds, in the heavens, it also is very much interconnected and intertwined into the actual world that we live in here on earth. Another verse which I wanted to talk about today is the verse, is is chapter 32, verse 4. The Pasuk reads as follows, Hatsur tamim paalo, kichal derachav mishpat, kel amunav ein avel tzadik v'yashahu. The rock, perfect is his work, for all his paths are justice. A God of faith without iniquity, righteous and fair is he. Now the background to this Pasuk is that Moshe Rabbeinu, before he's about to prophesy to the Jewish people, the different punishments and downfalls we're going to have, he first is prepping them with the absolute justice of God. Because it's only possible for a person to accept punishment if they know that they are deserving of that punishment. So therefore, he tells the Jewish people, the ways of God are perfect. There is 100% justice. And I believe there's a very important idea which we could gain from this verse in Parsha Sazinu is the acceptance of divine judgment. The realization that we are not necessarily going to understand everything and that the ways of God are perfect. Now, it's interesting to note that this verse that we just read is the first verse that's read in the burial procession. That a mourner, before they start the procession, a mourner declares that this loss that they just had is just, that God is just in all his ways. And it's pretty amazing. A person at one of their most painful times declares the perfectness of Hashem, the perfectness of the ways of God. 
And actually, it's, you know, this is probably one of the hardest things for humanity and people to deal with is that why do things happen? And especially, why do bad things happen to good people? Why do people suffer? Why do innocent people suffer? And these questions have have challenged humanity for all time. And really, maybe we'll get into it in another episode, the different answers to deal with this question of why do bad things happen to good people? Or why do good things happen to bad people? But for right now, I wanted to just talk about the general outlook that we're supposed to have. In Judaism, we believe that the ways of God are perfect. And we must get to that point of realization. Now, there are different avenues to deal with the question that I just mentioned before. But we have to get to this point of realizing that the ways of Hashem are correct and perfect and just. And sometimes there are different examples that are given to help us understand this. But the main point is that since we are finite, we are limited, we can only see as as far as our eyes let us. So therefore, we're not going to understand the whole picture. We're not going to know why God does what He does. And it's foolish for us to say that we can't understand it just from our position. And one of the examples that are given to help us recognize this point is if you take somebody and you open a book and you read one line of the book, can you figure out the whole plot of this whole very complicated novel just from reading one line? Two lines. Are you able to figure out the plot and the storyline just from reading one line? Or how about a picture? If you take a picture and you put it right next to your face, very, very close, are you able to see the beauty of the portrait? All the little details? You can't see anything. It's right up against your face. It looks like a big mush. Doesn't look nice at all. It's only when you take the picture away from your face and you give it a little bit of space, are you able to appreciate all the nuances, all the details of the portrait. And it's similarly with the book. It's only when you read the whole book do you understand all the plots and the narratives and the storylines and everything that goes with it. So from us, from our vantage point, how long does a human being live for? You know, thank God we live in a time where we're living longer lifespans. People live to a hundred. It's not so uncommon anymore. But how long is that in in the in the realm of of eternity? It's nothing. You know, God was here before us and he'll be here after us. And he has a plan. So for us in our hundred years on this earth to say that things don't make sense to us, it's like us reading a line in the book. It's like a person having that picture up against his face. So the Parsha tells us, Hatsur Tam that the ways of Hashem are just. And it is a question to be dealt with, but we need to get to that point of real realization that that Hashem is infinite and we are finite and everything is perfect and just and God willing, we will get there. A third idea which I wanted to bring out from this week's Parsha is from the verse in chapter 32, verse number 7. 
Zechari Moisaylam, Binu Shnos Darvadar, Shal Avicha Vyagedcha, Zekeinecha Vyamralach. Remember the days of your, understand the years of generation after generation. Ask your father and he will relate it to you, and your elders and they will tell you. Moshe Rabbeinu is telling the Jewish people to take a lesson from history. You know, there's an expression that history repeats itself. And it is true. History does repeat itself. But the the way that Judaism views that statement and the way that society views it is in two different prisms. And I'll explain. When society says history repeats itself or we try to learn from history, it's based upon the different situation that the, that the people of that time fa- found themselves in or the different dynamics of a generation, such as the politics of the time, the economics, was there peace, was there war, were people getting along, was there different ideologies that were conflicting with each other. And that's how the world at large learns from history. The Torah's prism of viewing history is in a different realm. That we see from this week's Parsha that when we look at the past, it is true that history repeats itself. But are we looking at the past because of different coincidences that happen, different things that, that you know happen in the past, such as the the economy, how it was doing, how society was doing? Or are we looking at history as a long story that began at the beginning of creation and is still going till the end of time? Do we look at the different events that have happened in the past that have been orchestrated by the hand of God? Do we look at things that have happened due due to the moral decay of society or the general attitude of the people of the time? And the the way that we're the Torah tells us to look at the past is with the hand of God, with the divine providence, that things are not just coincidences, but rather everything has a reason, as we mentioned before, and there's a plan. And when we say we need to learn from history, it's learning from the past mistakes of people. How are people behaving? How are they acting? Were they doing the right thing? And with that, and the, the, the realization that everything is in the hand of Hashem, we're able to learn from the past and God willing to take it for us in the future to help us improve ourselves and prevent the mistakes from the past from happening again in the future. So with that, I wanted to finish today's podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to reach out to me at rabbishlomakon with a K at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Everyone, have a great day.